Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. On this week's episode, we're going to get into our fantasy football league. We're going to look ahead to the Lamar Cardinals, and we're going to get to some of your questions. The 23 Personnel Podcast starts right now. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast, a show where we can simultaneously support the athletic department, the football team, and yet want the head coach to be fired. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Hello, everybody. If you didn't notice, we really upped our audio game this week. We did, and, and then Spencer threw in that little extra bit of sauce in the intro you just heard. I did know it was coming, but uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I'm ready to talk about my favorite Lubbock son from South Texas to be fired just yet, but it sounds like that's probably where we're headed. You don't think we are? No, I think that's probably where we're headed. But someone on a podcast recently on the Solid Verbal, you were telling me about it. It's a a great show. It's a great show. I I still don't know their voices yet. And the guy that kind of sounds like Mark Maron said that week one, no one is as good as they looked and no one is as bad as they looked. And then he he said, except maybe Kansas. (laughs) And so I, I thought, well, maybe there's maybe there's some hope there. Maybe uh, Kingsbury can redeem himself a little bit, but it sure was not a good effort. Uh, very undisciplined play, stuff that we've seen this entire tenure. And I'm a huge Kingsbury fan, but I'm I'm about to get pushed over the edge, man. I'm, I'm about ready to cut ties. I'm getting there. Oh my! Sorry. So I. I obviously figured out how to get my phone connected to our audio recorder, and I promised there would be very little content in this podcast besides memes and soundboard clips and fart noises. You just heard your first one. <laughs> I can't hear them. I don't have headphones so, on, so Michael's he's doing not, all this, with, and I don't know what he's doing. I just see him smiling at me while he's got his phone, and I can tell he's, he's working something out over there. So it, it, it wasn't a fart noise. Okay, it was, good. it was a response to when you you were talking about it may be time for Kingsbury to go. It was a clip of some guy going, some guy going oh my. Oh, okay. Uh, that's fair. Michael's not tuned into the monitoring system with his headphones like I am. Can't I don't, hear I don't even know what to do with this fancy new microphone. I I, uh, I listened to a clip of myself earlier, and I've never sounded so good. So this is the best it's going to get, guys. <laughs> if you... <laughs> If you're sick of my voice, it's um, it's not going to get any better than probably what you're hearing right now. All right, so let's let's go ahead and look at our our fantasy league. How we did last week? Oh, um, this is my this is going to be great. Go this, ahead, go ahead. It's probably be Michael's favorite segment of the week. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um, 
I obviously was riding high on, on confidence, um, and confidence did not score points for me this week. Yikes. <laughs> William Jefferson Greer scored some points for me this week. Billy Greer. I heard him call that. I heard him call Billy that Greer. Too. Yeah, I heard that on that, too. Yeah, so, good old Billy Greer. He, uh, Billy Goat Greer got me quite a few points. I think it was over 100 at some point but let, let's just let's just go over this real quick uh spencer what what was your score what was your final my score? final cumulative score this week was 149 points 149 which does not sound bad when you talk about like a a fantasy league you score 149 points you're like wow that's pretty good that's pretty good this, this the scoring is a little wonky because we're going to explain how michael scored what he did in a second well um just just for those of you listening at home, I'm going to gloat a little bit. Maybe my only time this whole year, but uh, the fighting I don't want your laughs scored 430 points. So for those keeping score, doing the math at home, us literally, we are keeping score. That is a cool. What is that? Oh, not quite 300. That's 280 ish. 279-point victory for Michael. Yeah, I rounded up. He beat me by twice my own score. Um, so four to one. Yeah, not too bad. I, uh, and, and, you know, I have a lot. I've got, I've got Billy Greer in there, and I've got uh, David Sills in there. And I think I had another wide, uh, West Virginia wide receiver, but I don't know if I played him. But, sure – you would think that they would do pretty good, but they were playing against an actual team, unlike a lot of Spencer's players with OU. They were they were pulled early. Um, I think who who do you have? Kyler Murray, and you have their running back too, right? Yeah. So my starting quarterback, Kyler Murray, scored fifty two points to your Will Greer one hundred and fifty eight. <laughs> That's. I was also down a player because Iowa State decided they didn't want to play in the rain. Oh, that's yes, that's right, that's right. So I lost a player. I was down my running or one of my running backs. Um, Rodney Anderson scored forty-five points. So in terms of running back score scorers, he was tops on the week. You had Darius Anderson from TCU; he scored three, and then you had Justice Hill from Oklahoma State scored thirty-eight. So your two running backs did not outscore my one. However. That's where the domination ends for me. My uh, my wide receiving core consisted of C.D. Lamb, scored 22 points. T.J. Vasher scored 7 because Alan Bowman can't turn to his right. Dylan Stoner scored 9 because he was, I don't know. I, I was going to try to make some really bad joke about him being stoned, but oh, uh, it was, oh. That, was, that was lazy. We need the soundboard. We do. We need, a, we need a groan from the soundboard. I'm, I'm also using my phone to look at the scores. Uh, my kicker, Austin Siebert, scored 24. My defense scored me negative 10. I lost points. While your receivers, Marquise Brown, Marquise Hollywood Brown, scored 44. David Sills, the fifth, the former USC quarterback commit of like 2007. Scored you 67 points. 67 points. Which hurts doubly because those also were counted as Will Greer points. So, Oh, yeah. That's... Yeah. And and I had uh, Gary Jennings Jr. on the bench. He had 38. 
I don't want to hear it. Oh, good. That you may be able to hear a uh, <laughs> a water uh, fountain in the hallway just kicked on. We are not at either of the Twenty Three Personnel Podcast headquarters. We are at a remote location. Family decided to kick us out. Squeaking doors, we close it. Um, Michael also had Cavante Turpin from TCU, 39 points. His kicker, Matt Amendola, 36. His defense, TCU, 45. How, so I will take some some consolation here. The Texas Tech defense, which I didn't. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for. Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Not start. Got negative five. They outscored Texas by I'm, five points. I just, I just want to point out that the fighting Will Greers, like I mentioned before, did this against Tennessee. And they play Youngstown State. Oh, it's going to get worse. This week. Look at it. So I'm definitely leaving all those guys in. I'm probably going to put Gary Jennings back in. Um, I can't. I can't decide what I'll do with Marquise Brown or not. I feel like I should leave him in, even though they're playing UCLA. Uh, but I definitely feel like I've got to get some more West Virginia out, out in there, out in the mix, playing Youngstown. Might pad some stats a little bit. My my bench quarterback, McLean Carter, scored five points. My bench quarterback is Jet Duffy. We both we had we had three chances to draft a quarterback Newsflash. that would actually play. Neither one of those quarterbacks is going to score a point this week. Oh, shots fired! Oh, now you're throwing it. We is that breaking news? Hold on. Do you have no. a breaking news soundbite? I wish. Like I I wish I had like a much better soundboard because I, I listened to the. Solid verbal podcast, and they have an excellent soundboard. Um, We've got to talk to management. We've got to see if we can we can try to remedy that a little bit. Maybe they'll give us a little bit extra boost in the budget. What budget? Oh no, it's 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 fine. You know, we we get a stipend, it's queso stipend. Shots fired! Shots fired! Finally got it. Oh, there it is. Shots fired! I, like I heard the tail end of that through your headphones. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. We're we're going to be done playing around with with that for a second. So, Michael firmly squarely beat me in fantasy this week. I'm going to have to do better next week. 
I had made some roster moves. I, I dropped McLean Carter to injured reserve, picked up, uh, what's his name? McCleskey from Oklahoma State in, in place of uh, Dylan Stoner. We'll look at some wide receiver moves. Hopefully uh, we'll get Iowa State playing a game instead of canceling like a like some, I don't know, some weak sauce they were. Well, and, and true to my form, like I said when we first drafted, I'm, I'm sticking with the exact same roster I have right now. I might shop around for a replacement for Jet Duffy for upcoming bye weeks, but – to a fault, I stick with the guys I draft. So uh, no roster moves planned for me just yet, except for possibly trying to find a backup quarterback. What? Hey, what about Alan Bowman? How about that for a segue? Why don't I, why don't wow. I draft him? You, you definitely could try. I could try? You could try. What does that mean? Has he, has he been no, claimed? Has no, someone no, else in this league claimed. claimed him? Okay. Sorry that that you can you can try was a little more. Uh, I don't know. Had some weight behind it that there wasn't anything there. I don't know what to say. I'm like I'm I'm something on words. There's so many things I want to talk about tonight. Um, first, if you've made it this far and you're a new listener, thanks for joining us. We we hit nearly record high, record high downloads on the podcast on the instant reaction. Um, a lot of that is some new listeners. Thanks for for joining us. Please continue to come back if we haven't lost you ten minutes into the <laughs> the very next episode. Um, if you haven't, please go ahead and rate, review, subscribe. All those good things helps us find more of you guys out there to share this with. Um, but speaking of reaching more people, I've been, I guess, I recently joined some some Facebook groups. For oh, oh okay, <laughs> some some Texas Tech athletics, especially football Facebook groups, and the discussion there this week has been, I, I say week like three days. It's been insufferable. It's been a lot. Uh, it, it feels like a week's worth of discussion crammed into two or three days. I turned off no- notifications. Yeah, I snoozed them. I had to snooze both of them. I, I couldn't do it anymore. Including conversations I was like actively participating in. I, I just stopped. I was well, like, I'm done. It got to where you were the only reason I kept getting notified. <laughs> Spencer has commented on something. I'm something, glad. And then I'd go, oh, man. And then I'd, I'd go read it. And then, okay, that's pretty good. But... Stop it, Facebook. Stop letting me know. I'm trying to I'm trying to get out of these conversations. So I think the biggest thing, sorry if you're gonna hear some I'm adjusting some micage here. I think the biggest thing that was bugging me was it was the same posts like every five minutes. It was guys saying, um, if you're not behind this team hundred percent, you're not a true fan. If 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 you somehow think Kingsbury needs to be fired, you're not a fan. Um and that's where where I I'm different, I guess, because I would say my my want of Kingsbury to be fired is actually because of my fandom. Um, it's because I, I like the program. I love the program as much as I do that I want it to be better. And that includes getting a new head coach. And the other post that I couldn't stand, it kept, I don't know how it caught on, so much traction, but they kept posting Kirby Hokut's email address and said, if you think you can do better, why don't you go ahead and email him your resume? Oh, that is, that doesn't make any sense. Is that a, is, is that what you call a straw man? Is, I'm, I don't even know if I'm using the term correctly. I, I'm not good at arguing online. I've, I've never been very good at it. 
Uh, the one time I tried to do it on Facebook, I got blocked by the guy. So uh, I apparently <laughs> I, I swing too hard too quickly or I don't make any sense. I don't know. So I try to avoid it, but that's just not a good argument to make. Uh, Which is why I, I railed into this guy. I, I was like, dude, if you if you think that only somebody that can that is qualified to replace him can identify that it's bad and can actually have a voice like that's like, sorry. So the example I use, like there's no way that you have never complained about a service or an offer, um, a a service offered or rendered that you weren't capable of doing yourself. So like, yeah, like installing service or, you know, someone working in retail or anything like that, that, or something like with some actual technical knowledge behind it. And you've complained like, yeah, Oh my gosh, the people installing my cable are super slow. Right. Or they've left a a cable running from the side of my house (laughs) into the alley. Yeah. Small, small issues, small issues there. It just relatable. It it doesn't make sense that only those people can, can complain. And anyway, so I, I was, arguing back and forth with this. I was getting actually a lot of people that were agreeing with me. And I was like, all right, I'm done. I don't want to, I don't want to mess with this anymore. Good for you. Good for you on tapping out. Cause it, it's hard. It's hard. Once you get sucked into those, you just kind of, you kind of keep going, but yeah, it's, so it's been so long since I've been in like a part of a forum like that, where like even with taking the planes, I, I don't really get involved. I, I don't, I can't remember the last time I was, I was actually in a game day thread. Um, I've read those like, in review before I've gone back and it's, it's a roller coaster. As my friend Adam would say, that's a tough hang. Yeah. Um, so I, I, you've never, you, you don't see me commenting or hanging around game day threads. I'm too busy keeping up with Slack and Twitter (laughs) to be involved in that. Um, Michael can tell you I'm, I'm pretty miserable to to listen to in the middle of a game because there's almost always, there's nothing, hardly everything good. Like with the Vasher thing, it was like, Whoa, what a catch. And then like with the the kickoff return where Bowman nearly goes out of bounds on his own, I was like, what an effing idiot. I thought we hired it. Like there was like four comments to the one, four negative comments to the one positive comment. It's, yeah, you were calling for the special teams coach's head within the first. Fire Shire. I think three Come minutes on, it's got of a the ring. game. It's got a ring to it, man. Yeah, I, I think you were about, you were trying to get the hashtag going and we, we weren't quite there with you. We were close, but not quite. Do, do you want to do you want to talk about Ole Miss at all, I, or, or do you want to you just want to bury it, move on? We, you know, for those of you who listen to our instant reaction podcast, I I think we covered most of it there, and I think the the other elephant in the room is kind of addressing more in detail as to why Jet Duffy didn't get any snaps at all during that game. We we of course mentioned it, but there's no reason that has been brought up that's based in any sort of verifiable fact as to why Duffy didn't get the nod other than uh, Kingsbury just liked how Bowman was going to look against Ole Miss. And quote, I think a lot of us are baffled. Quote, it's a feel thing. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see that. That's what, he, that's what Kingsbury said. It's a feel thing. But I still don't want to – because this is kind of where you get into some circular stuff. Because I, I saw some comments today on STP. These there were some guys that were agreeing with each other about, you know, they both thought that Kingsbury should be fired. But 
one of them was trying to convince the other one how terrible we are, and the other one was trying to convince the other guy that oh we're no we just had some stuff not go our way, and you know our <laughs> Bowman did fine considering Duh. he had to get thrown in there. Yeah, I mean I mean it's it's like you guys are still technically agreeing, but you're still then you're still arguing over just kind of a different angle of it. So I I think Bowman did okay. I but I just don't know why Duffy wasn't given any look, any chance at it. There was a conspiracy theory floating around. So the, the I one think. I heard was that he was only a part of the team as part of some settlement that he reached with the university after having attempted to sue the university. Oh, well, was this when he was first charged? This was after it was like he was cleared, and then they were... It's when, when, when I guess when he was trying to, like, going after some kind of recourse where he was trying to regain his eligibility. He was going after the university to, as the way to restore eligibility that, that year. Okay, I hadn't heard that rumor. The other rumor is that Kingsbury wasn't going to play him no matter what because of his off-season troubles. Yeah, because he bashes and everything. Say, he just, was just recently, just this past spring, I think, I believe it was spring. So that was a rumor, too, that he wasn't going to play at all this first game because of that. And then maybe that will be possibly lifted now. Um, and then the other thing, which I know I'm skipping ahead, but since we're talking about it, we asked for some listener questions, and boy, did we get some. We got some great ones. One, I, I'm going to go ahead and take credit for this because I didn't ask for questions. I asked for everything. Give me your, your, your complaints. Oh, you're going to take comment. credit. I, I wrote the tweet, man. But I, I retweeted it and well, I asked so did about, I from my other account. I asked has, about food stuff and, and people were just so generous with, with food questions and comments. But the, the one I wanted to read um, there are a lot of food related comments. There are, I know. We're gonna get we're gonna get to our, our food and sports clash at the goal line routes again this week. But now I can't man, I can't find it. Sorry. This is really this is really good podcast. Oh, okay, okay. All right, I found it. Uh, Andy Verdell at AT Verdell asks, what are the chances that Duffy has already requested a transfer? That's why he didn't play. He doesn't want to burn a year of eligibility. What do you think about that possible rumor? This is the only place I've seen this. So My first thought, he's already lost a year of eligibility when he was not part of the university last year. Because I think, I think so. technically he's a redshirt sophomore, so like there wasn't there wouldn't be losing a year of eligibility. He would if he played this year, though. No, well, he wouldn't. His clock's long. it's still going whether he plays or not. Oh, I see. I see. He's already used his redshirt year, so. Oh. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Not a bad bad theory, but okay. Let's talk about. I didn't think that through. Let's talk about quarterbacks for a second. You lose um, McLean Carter on your what is it, the third drive. It may have only been second. I'm not positive. Second or third. It was, I guess, confirmed yesterday or Sunday. He suffered a high ankle sprain, which is good news that he didn't destroy his knee. Because like, like I said in the, in the post-game podcast, the way his leg kind of dangled there when he rolled over the player, it looked like it was some kind of knee damage. And I, there's, no, there's no saying that there isn't some additional damage to the knee as well as his ankle, but it's a high ankle sprain. 
bad news about that, it's not just a regular ankle sprain, right? The high ankle sprain has a a lengthier um, rehab and timeline for return. I've heard it's as bad as breaking a bone. It could be four to eight weeks. And for a quarterback, that is probably, I don't want to say it. For a quarterback, that relies a little bit on being able to to be mobile, not being able to plant off of, what's that, his left leg? I would Either guess, one of his legs, assume. it's bad news, right? You, yeah. you need you need both your ankles working to be able to run, <laughs> to, to plant to throw a football. So um, while they keep saying McLean Carter could be back soon, I'm, I'm, I mean, if he's able to stand out there, yeah, he could probably play this weekend. Um, he's not going to move though. It's going to be like worse. Some shade. Well, no, what I mean is like in the sense, like worse than Taylor Potts statue. Like there will be no moving. There will be no rolling. There will be no one position. Like he may stand there with one foot on the ground, like a, like a flamingo just holding up the injured leg. Yeah, I could see that. Or have one of those scooters. (laughs) Can you imagine trying to throw off one of those? Oh, that that wouldn't be very, that would, that wouldn't be very, uh, effective yeah. man and and you know i'm i'm a guy who uh was getting up off my couch the other day and i think i twisted my knee <laughs> getting off the couch huh? yes yeah ever ever since then if if i move it just wrong one way or another it feels it's just it just doesn't feel right guys so hats off to you d1 athletes that's um that's incredible to be able to do what you do i'm 35 and i twisted my knee on getting up from the couch <laughs> So speaking of the 23 personnel North headquarters, Michael has graciously extended an invitation to the, the STP staff. So one, if you're not part of the staff, don't show up to his house. No, you're not, you're not welcome. You're no. not invited. He's invited us over for the Oklahoma state game. It's an away game. Get to partake. Um, the best thing is, and I don't know how we're going to work it out logistically. We're all going to stick around for the post game podcast. Yeah. There's, there's going to be, be a lot of voices. There'll be, at least five guys there. Yep. I've got room to record four mics. We may be passing mics around. We may just put one in the middle of the table. The because of one of the guests, I'm not, I won't spoil it. I think we'll have one of the intro. The intro topic be state your name, and if you host a a radio show. Yeah, or if you're in radio or broadcasting or anything like that. Besides podcasting, that doesn't count. Oh, okay. No, this is good. This is worldwide, man. People we, in people in uh, yeah, people in Bangladesh are listening to this right now. A lot of tech fans, Sri Lankans probably, uh, Moscow, everywhere. So, I don't know how much of a preview of the Lamar Cardinals we can do. They're an FCS squad. They're a bad FCS squad. Michael's pulling out his meticulously produced notes for this segment. We're gonna we're gonna move so quickly through it. He's gonna be like. He's going to glance at maybe one thing on that piece of paper he's got. Well, I, I said it's a box score from the uh, Kentucky Christian game where they where they devastated the Knights. They devastated your Kentucky Christian Knights 70 to 7 this past so week. So I kind of jokingly threw that out there like the, the score that Lamar won 70 to 7 is like are you concerned? And I I get that it was like right after the the Ole Miss game and everybody was was still a little sour. If I go back and look at my mentions, you will. It's kind of funny to see how many one-word responses I got to that. Was it yes or no? 
Can you repeat the one word? The majority of the one word responses were no. Okay. But it was just, it was just interesting to see like people didn't put like any thought into the response. It was no. (laughs) Is this going to be a problem? No, no, it's not. Everything's going to be fine. Well, I, I thought scoring 70 is an anomaly no matter what. And so it kind of it kind of perked me up a little bit. And then I did some research and saw that your Kentucky Christian Knights went 1-10 last year in the NAIA, winning only one conference game. I'm not sure who it was against. And then also last year, the Lamar Cardinals put up 70 in a different game. And so they, they beat UT Permian Basin 72-6. to six last year and I, I i should have looked it up i don't know if the six was two field goals or a missed pat but either way that's that's pretty uh that's a pretty devastating loss so they've put up 70 as recent any, as last year and and they only won two games last year i was gonna say any loss to lamar is devastating correct <laughs> Okay, I'm so sorry. I, oh, I was man. waiting. I was waiting for, for I an could, opportunity. He was queuing something up over there. I didn't know what he was up to. I, I had to hold the finger up until Michael don't speak during this. Oh man, but yeah. It, so okay, they scored seventy. Great. Uh, part of the reason that they were touted a little bit, and, and Seth covered it today in the morning stake. Kendrick King. One of their uh, guys that was really supposed to be big for him, who got moved from running back. I don't know if you've – does this happen very often? He got moved from running back to in, inside receiver. Is that, a, is that a common move? I mean, that's no worse than getting – I can see kind of where the skill set overlaps. Right. The body types don't. Right. Exactly. But the, the deal with uh, King, what's unfortunate is that he's – was injured in this last game, and he's out for the season, along with one of their offensive linemen and one of their defensive backs. I mean, they lost three guys even in this blowout game, and they're out for the rest of the season. So even if you win 70-7, to the injury bug can still crawl up and get you. Knock on wood. Exactly. Knock on wood. Sorry. And then, of course, the the mic stands we have have springs, and they were like – yeah, I don't oh, have God, a whole lot awful. to say. I don't have a whole lot to say about Lamar aside from it shouldn't be any sort of contest. If it is, it's going to be uh, if you if you thought your favorite place to visit and commune with uh, Lubbock Red, or Red Raiders in a forum. If you thought that was a bloodbath last week, wait till you see it this week. If if Tech wins by a touchdown or or, what or do you something think, like that, what do you think the minimum? score would need to be for people not to be overtly negative about this game. So say, oh gosh, to, to, so like you're not, there gonna, are so you're many not gonna, negative people. You're not going to feel good leaving this game. Even if you beat them 77, you're like, well, okay, duh, you were supposed to, right? Like they won against Kentucky Christian 77. You should do it the same thing. What do you think the score has to be for people to be like, that's fine. Great. Let's move on to Houston. And not be like, oh, I told you. Right, yeah, to to, to, to wag the finger. Uh, I'm thinking 56 to 14, something like that. If if you win 40-ish, 
then I, I think people will just kind of chalk it up to, okay, well, that's about right. Anything less than that, I think you'll start to get some, man, we only won 49 to 31. Oof, I don't know. I don't <laughs> if, know what if, to think if about that. If it's that close, like there will be people calling for Kingsbury like to be we, fired then. Man, we won, we won 35 to 21. I, I just, man, how did we not put up more points against these guys? I don't know. I In my head, I'm just thinking 56-14, that's kind of a – a solid beating um, that might wouldn't silence people really. It would just kind of can you score fifty six points down a little if your quarterback only looks one direction. Well, what if he plays Duffy? Do you think there? I mean, if if you're up forty nine to seven at some point in the fourth quarter, <laughs> do you think do you think Bowman can lead an offense to score forty nine points? <laughs> well, did you see Daly on Ward run? Yeah, I saw him get like ninety yards against a, a defense that's supposedly supposedly is supposed to give up two hundred and fifty plus. I don't think he got well, his he did have quite he a got few ninety attempts. yards on sixteen carries. That's right. He did he had more attempts than I thought he did. He did he did a good job though. Well I mean okay. it's, it's I'm still, sure they're it's, gonna work on it this week. They're gonna work on it this week because everyone's quote frustrated and quote embarrassed. So I'm I'm sure throwing to the right is on the list. Or he'll bring Duffy in to throw to the right, and maybe they'll just swap him out. Do you think the the receivers were set the way they were for a left-handed quarterback? Like they had Vasher to the right because of a left-handed quarterback, or do you think he's just a right-side receiver and Wesley's a left side? I can't remember. Did I feel like Vasher played on the right last year too? I remember him making some catches in the bowl game. He was on the right. So. I think he was okay, on the right he, already. So he, it wasn't set for left versus right. I don't think they can't. They can't do that. I, I don't know how you could. How you could change Vasher, your offense that much? Based you have to on learn how to turn right. Because like if you're on the right side, all of your routes are going to go left. Mm-hmm. He's not an ambi turner. That's well, what it is. He's a NASCAR driver. Yeah, he's always going left. Always going left. Like even the curl route. Well. Of course, a curl out for him would go to the left. Yeah, because you don't want to curl. You don't want to curl out of bounds. Out cut. He's turning three times to go out. (laughs) All right, sorry. We're making bad jokes. So (laughs) let let me get your score prediction then really quickly. Um, What do you think? How do you think it's going to go? You already said 56-14 to kind of quiet the fan. What's your – this is how I think it's going to go. I think it'll be a little bit less than that. I really think they've got a they've got to crack forty. Um, I'm kind of thinking 45, 45, 14. It's it's got it's very to close to what I was thinking. It's got to happen. I I think fifty four would, like I said, would be kind of the optimal scenario. Um, you know, maybe they allow a field goal. So I'm go, I'm going to go back to forty five seventeen. That's, That's exactly what I was thinking. Okay. All right. So, so 45-17, I think you still get some concerns that from your offense that even with a a true freshman quarterback and whatever, his experience now, game two, they're not able to put up more than 45 points. I, I, I can see that. I I think if it's any closer than like 21 points, the fan base is going to be really agitated. It's going to be an uneasy week. I, I think so too. And to talk about fan base, what's the uh, what's the over under on attendance this weekend? Do you have any thoughts on that? Forty five. You think forty five? 
that, well, that's what like seventy five percent of the stadium. That that's probably what the the attendance will be announced as. Right. That's always the tricky part. And without alcohol sales in the stadium, the second half will be it'll be crickets. All right. Sorry, I had not. I rolled my eyes so <laughs> hard. Um, which I hope not, because we 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 my employer has a uh, a promotion that'll be running. It'll be the second half. It'll be the first media timeout of the third quarter. So hang around, see us on the on the big screen. Your boy got photo credentials. I'll be on the field. What what? Better believe it. I will be sharing some photos with the team, so we'll be able to up our imagery li- library on the on the staking the planes. Sorry, I'm. I don't know why I'm at a loss for words. It's it's like the pressure of recording in this new setup has really got me. Like it makes you feel really professional. It does. We've got some like really professional equipment sitting on this table. We sound so nice. We do. So, I, well, it's too bad I'm not saying anything worth listening to. But I, in, in my head, sounds better. It sounds really nice. I don't know how it's going to sound once I. Re- so forty-five seventeen. Um, let's look ahead just for one second before we move on to questions. Is the Houston game a must-win? Now, like after at this point in the season, week two. It, uh, Barring a, a complete disaster and you end up losing to Lamar, is the Houston game a must win? I would say yes. Because there aren't a lot of like we discussed at the end of the last or the last podcast, there's not a lot of other places to grab a win that's going to feel as likely as Houston. I mean we've got to see how Houston does against Arizona this week. I know Arizona had an off week. Um, they're adjusting to a new coach, and I think I think Tate didn't play as well like he like he's supposed to. So I think Houston and Arizona could be a pretty good tell because I think Arizona's probably they're not the same team as us, but they're probably kind of positioned in their conference about like we are. It's a it's a power five matchup that you can draw some comparisons to, right? So I I think that'll really. I'll have a better answer for you next week after that. <laughs> but just right now, try not to be knee-jerk. Yes, I think it's a must-win. Well, let, let me paint it for you this way. I can't remember the last time you won five conference games. If you don't – if you don't, Ouch, man, yeah, that's, that's a tough stat. If you don't win against Houston, you will need one of your best conference performances – to even get to to six games, to six wins, assuming right. that you win against Lamar, which we're all writing that down. Right, which just like we were saying that, you know, Ole Miss, uh, I don't know if, if it's a combination of we made them look good and or they are pretty decent or just kind of a sliding scale in either or, but that was a game that we really needed to win as well. I wouldn't have called it a must win, but we were kind of optimistic coming in had that preseason high going, a lot of positive reports from uh, training camp. Uh, everything's going really well. We're we're playing very hard and getting a lot of reps. So you know that kind of stuff can can give you a little bit of hope where there probably shouldn't have been any. But now that we've seen the light a little bit and seen what this team is capable of, even on the negative side, winning six games from this point sure looks daunting 
and it's got to start with Houston. Okay, so, well, you mean Lamar. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Talk about looking ahead. So, yes, it's got to start with Lamar, but then Houston as well. So th- there was a, a point you were making right there at the end that I wanted to kind of segue into our first question. Um, from Red Raider Reset Man, he's become he's, – he's usurping Brian as our number one question submitter. Oh, really appreciate it. we'll have to get brian on the podcast we, we keep saying i think we said that like five or six times now yeah we got it we'll just keep saying it but we'll keep saying it till it happens now we have a way he can he can call us he doesn't he doesn't have to record and do anything fancy he needs to call me yeah call my cell phone we'll make it happen maybe we could even well i was gonna say maybe we can cue him in bring him in for the oklahoma state instant podcast oh that that'd be but that would be kind of getting to that territory you talked about a couple weeks ago. There's too many. There's yeah, just, too many. Just too many voices going on. Um, yeah. So, okay. The Red Raider Reset man at Red Raider Reset 1. Switch Lamar and Ole Miss and have first game jitters out of the way. Do we have a better game against Ole Miss? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes, too. I think some of your special teams errors would not have happened. Name like So, I'm thinking um, – your your weird kicks from your punter and your kickoff guy, I think Bowman's a little more solidified in his role, his understanding of don't catch a kickoff in the corner. Yeah, yeah, um, with with one foot in the end zone and yeah, yeah. Um, your coverage may be a little bit better. I mean, you won't have gotten any real test from Lamar probably. Where whereas you, you know you gave up the return for a touchdown. I do think at least that aspect of the game would have been a little cleaner. But if you consider that, if that's cleaned up a little bit, you don't have that 24 to 7 first quarter against Ole Miss. Right. And I think we would probably feel a little bit better uh, about how Bowman performed because I want to be slightly optimistic in this hypothetical situation where Carter plays against all of Lamar or not all, but against Lamar for most of the game and does really well. And we're kind of encouraged by what we see. And we, you know, we think, all right, well, Kingsbury sounds like he may have made the right decision here. And so then you go into Ole Miss think, feeling more positively about Carter than you did in the past. And then, unfortunately, I would assume in this scenario, he would still go down with an injury. So you you could kind of talk yourself back down and say, well, you know, Carter played so well against Lamar. I know it was different competition, but maybe if he'd stuck in there, we'd feel uh, better about getting a win against Ole Miss. So in that scenario, yeah, I I do think we would have a better game against Ole Miss either way and or we'd at least feel a little bit better about how we did. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I I think, like I said, besides the special teams – Defense maybe, I mean, I don't think they get the wake-up call like they got from from Ole Miss um, where they said, I think we need that. But I think everything's just a little bit tighter. I don't don't know if that's enough for you to win the game against Ole Miss. Right. Because I I think even the two of us undervalued what we – we under – undervalued Ole Miss that's that sounds right that sounds okay. good enough um so let's let's move on not a question but a comment but I did pull up some audio to to accompany this 
we're number one. This is from at OJG2009. We're number one. We're number one. We're number one. Hashtag guns up. Hashtag Reckham. Hashtag TJ Vasher. Hashtag Sports Center Top 10. And I've got the audio from that. Dude, so the commentators are going nuts with that catch. I vaguely remember that. The video was even better of, of them in the booth. Ability to go up and get the football, high point the football. He's six six. He's long. Watch him climb the ladder. Grab it with one. He really. I can't believe how far back he went on that. So the cool thing is that actually happened in front of Brian, Dan, Seth at the game. They were there. Oh, I didn't realize. I don't think I realized they were on that side. Well, so I don't know if, oh, sorry, I say that. I know it's in front of Brian. I don't know if Dan and Seth were there with Brian. Anyways, thanks, Omar. Yes, way to go, TJ Vasher. I think he did end up number one in SportsCenter. Very similar acrobatically to the catch he had against Texas. Also from McLean Carter. Yep. They might um, have a connection. Maybe. We, we might have seen that. As you know, long as three or four times against Lamar, if if we'd have played them first, you never know. As long as he comes back soon. Yep. He being a uh, Carter. Let's let's get to a couple of these food ones, <laughs> just to break up the sport. Sad. Um, the Dorsinator, Justin Dorsey, major complaint: people who add salt and pepper prior to actually tasting their food also let the jet loose. Yep, referring to Duffy, he would like to see Duffy play. Uh, but the people who had salt and pepper first, I'm I'm one of these people. I, I, I know I like salt. I know I like pepper. I make the assumption that people don't salt or pepper their food that they serve very heavily to, to kind of match more tastes. And I'm okay knowing, with, with Knowing little, that you can doctorate yourself. If and you I, I'm okay if it's got if I put a little too much on it. I'm okay with that. Because salt is a flavor enhancer. There, there's a flavor to salt, but it also enhances what's there. Pepper, I like spice. I like black pepper. I like the smell. It's all good. I was totally with Justin until Briggsy chimed in and made me rethink my whole philosophy because Briggsy at Old School Sig chimed in So the, to Justin's... This is a reply. Yes, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a reply, reply. And he says, so you don't think that the hundredth time I've had that Cobb salad that I know I need to take the lid off and put a pound of pepper on it. Pound of pepper. I love it. Pound of pepper. And you know what? It's my kind of seasoning. Briggs is exactly right because that is the only thing that I immediately pepper is salad. There's, there's something about a, oh, it's just a reminder. There's something about a, a ranch house salad that the second I get it and I put the ranch on, or if, if you go to a place where they serve it with the ranch on it, you just like, oh, okay, I need to put some black pepper on it. I put black pepper on salads all the time now. So I totally do that. Any other time, I really don't. There's times I want to salt chips, and I wanted to do it the other day. We were at Teddy Jack's because they didn't look very salty, but I thought, ah, I better taste them first. I'm really glad I tasted them So because they would have been very, very, very salty chips. I'm not one to salt chips anymore. If they have seasoned salt, I, I may try some of that. Um, I'm more salt the salsa because, one, I usually don't share my bowl of salsa, so I'll put the salt content there so only I you get that hoard, extra salt. You hoard the salsa? Well, okay, so most restaurants will serve, like, little bowls of salsa. Right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What's way a too little full. bowl to you? 
<laughs> not an individual bulb. I will sometimes I, I've been known to ask for a second bowl of salsa so I can doctor it myself. So I will put salt in it because I know other people don't like their food as salty as I do. My blood pressure is not thanking me for that fact. But I will keep that. I, I won't put it on on the chips. One because chips that aren't like freshly made, the salt's not going to stay on it anyways. But if I put the salt in the salsa, I taste that, not you, because we're not sharing a bowl of salsa. I see. You better not dip into my salsa. I see that. I see that. But yeah, I, I'm not one to just immediately start salting stuff un- unless it's salad. Apparently, then yep. I will I will cover it in black pepper or. Uh, I will get a. I, I don't think this is offensive though, but I'll get a piece of pizza and immediately put red pepper flakes on it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just kind of like the. That's the first thing. That's the first thing I do usually. Well, that's most. not salt and pepper though. That, that's a unique. No. That's a different. Yeah, it's, and that's a different scenario. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm assuming that's not included in there. So I am kind of one of those crazy people, Justin. If if we ever go out somewhere and I'm having a salad, I'm gonna douse it in black pepper before I even yep. have a taste. Me too. All right. So I know. I, I know it. Kind of took a shot at Brian. I didn't take a shot. I just said somebody was replacing him as a top question submitter. And here's, a, of course, a question from Brian, who's very – I love his new Twitter name, not his oh, yeah. handle. It, 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 but it's Khalil Tate fan account. Yep. I just – I don't know why. It's simple. But yeah, like and he, he definitely had some Khalil – he had a theory in our Slack chat today about why Khalil Tate didn't perform as well in this last game against BYU and it had something to do with possibly not appeasing a desert priestess or something. I'm I'm not quite sure, but he's he's very in tune. When he when he renamed it to the Khalil Tate fan account, I don't think it was taken lightly. I think he's he's a torchbearer. Also if you don't keep up with his uh weekly posters, you definitely should come back to Staking the Plains Mondays or Tuesdays. It's early in the week. It was Monday because he posted it on Labor Day. Last year, um, I, don't, I just because of the whole, we were able to see the whole season. They're really good. This year, they actually have like a theme, um, the tarot cards, and it's they've been outstanding. Uh, this week's was the King of Hearts. Really good, good stuff. But he says, "It's Dollar Hot Dog Night at the Ballpark. How many am I marking each of you down for? I can put some Dollar Hot Dogs away. I could. Okay, it's kind of." It's kind of a twofold question. Like, are, are we are we doing this, or are, <laughs> are we just are we, we going to have fun? Right, like, are, are we going to eat? Or are we going to put some away? Yeah, are we going to eat or are we doing this? Um, I, I think just off the top of my head, I'd probably be put down for three, for like a just a just an evening at the ballpark. But just if we're three. At, but if we're at the ballpark and it's it's like we're gonna we're gonna eat some food, I, I think I'm I'm somewhere if he in. He gets like several of the guys together. Like we're go, we're going after these hot dogs. I'm in the like six to eight category that I feel like I could comfortably fit in, but uh, peer pressure could possibly get me above that. Where where are you sitting? Wow, sorry, I don't know if you heard that. It was a like a motorcycle drive. Very by. fast motorcycle. <laughs> um, probably, we were very impressed with that. Yeah, we were, you probably couldn't hear it at all, but we we're like, whoa, what was yeah. that? Yeah. Sorry. Um, I, I'd probably skew a little higher, maybe eight to 10, eight to 10. Well, if we're going, if we're going after it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. yeah. You've got to, all right, this, you know, someone needs to drive me home because I've eaten too many <laughs> hot dogs. Are we having that kind of night or just, Oh, we're going to, we're going to watch the game and, you know, check out what's going on. Then I might just stick with three, but I, I think at some, at one time I could probably knock down a few more than that, but 
man, the older I get, the more that just just does not work. Does yeah. not work well for me. The other thing I'm looking forward to when we go to Michael's for the game, he's he's already promised some some smoked meats. We've got a couple guys yep. that were uh, adhering to like a, a keto diet. Oh yeah, which is heavy in meats. This and, is going to be a keto friendly uh, party. Yeah, we're, we're, I'm looking forward to the yeah. There's a lot of fatty keto friendly diets. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we've got one more sports question to break up. A couple. We've got two more food questions. One sports. Let's go do the sports. Kyle Lang at sports underscore Kyle Lang. Okay, first off. This poor guy, he's married to a, a UT grad, and it's it's got to be rough. Well, they had a really tough weekend. <laughs> they, 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 I'm sure collectively, an independently it was a bad, tough weekend, yeah. which is kind of good. They can, you can kind of console one another, go get some ice cream, maybe maybe take a shot, <laughs> it's a celebratory shot. If you've got kids, get the kids to bed. But not celebratory. Sorry, um, I, don't, I don't even know. A, a depression shot. Speaking of taking shots, though. Yeah. He said, would Tech be more successful pulling a random person out of the stands to punt each game versus our current punter? Shots fired! Shots fired! Okay, I really enjoyed that one. <laughs> that was good. That, that was, was good. Good. That was well done. Um, so he he provided some stats, too, or or, or you did. I, I did. Okay. I provided some stats Michael, from with the with the key preparation here. Yeah, key prep, my middle name. Penizolo averaged 41.4 yards per punt last year. Good for only 75th in the country. Last place was 37.3. First place was 47.5. So not a very wide range. Right. That's what I was trying to trying to get at. Like, well, it sounds worse than it is. You know, 41.4, 75th in the country. Gosh, that sounds awful. But, you know, he was right in – that was – he was right in the middle of like 10 yards of uh, punt average. So currently, though, I guess the 68 uh, – is that 68 teams that have punted? I guess Probably. so. Okay. Currently, out of 68 possible teams, his average is ranking 63rd. Well, and I think it's also got some ties in there. But anyway, he was 63rd out of 68 after game one this year. So – I will not downplay that he can kick farther than probably most, if not all of us in the stands. That does not mean that he is safe from ridicule and Twitter bashing. I I retweeted and replied to him, not to him, sorry. That that, that makes me feel a lot more petty than I actually am. <laughs> Give yourself a little credit. I probably it probably would be considered a, a reply because I retweeted and said, How does that how is that helping you? This week, and I said hashtag Shanks, because the tweet I retweeted was him punting from the mezzanine level at the Jones into trash cans on the field. Obviously, a game time situation, super applicable skill to have. Yeah, probably the first time. Probably, probably did it right the first time. Yeah. All right, let's let's wrap this up with some of these last couple food questions. Unless you've got oh, I've I've got a little bit more punning stats. Oh, please, just just a little. Okay, so let's twist this knife a little bit. Like we mentioned, he's he's currently at sixty third in the country, out of sixty eight, and that puts him at averaging thirty four point four yards per punt right now. But sorry, I don't even know what that one was. Well, <laughs> it was the the sad trombones. From oh, okay, I've got to get some headphones. Price is right. Uh, the the thing that. 
That is really that's a great that's a great sound effect. Okay, thirty four point four yards per punt is not good, and the thing I wanted that to was bring w- up that was worse than last year's worst. Well, someone asked Chris Level today when I was driving home from work. They, um, I forget the name of the show, but it's the it's the afternoon show, and people just bring questions to Chris Level, and, and punting got brought up. And I didn't realize this, but and I don't know if Level was right or if he was exaggerating, but it sounds right. He said you can't have eleven yard punts. No, you definitely can't. And he it, is that is that accurate? Because there was a quarter there where I was I was single dad in it with a toddler, so I I, I missed you, a lot of details. You missed the eleven yard punt. I'm pretty sure I missed the eleven yard punt. Okay, so uh, but apparently it happened back to back. Like Ole Miss had a really bad punt. That's and what I was going to bring he up. He had a bad punt. Like you, you, you kind of flipped the field on a, a Ole Miss shank, right? I think theirs went sixteen yards. You're like, oh my gosh, look, we got this. We're we're set up. We're going to get back in this game. Three and out. Stupid. I'm shaking my. It's so ridiculous that you go three and out with this offense. Any offense, like you can't get one first punt. down, and then you do an eleven yard punt. Like Ole Miss, like. They they net positive five yards. I I just off back like the the other thing I wanted to bring up was because there were two things. One, Chris Level it, he was talking about their I can't even remember the kid's name, but I don't think they were completely closing the door on someone else punting. I don't think that that means that this uh, that Dominic's won the job that Penazolo's got it forever. So maybe we would see someone else out there, but the other stat I wanted to bring up, okay. You know, we just kind of we spent some time bashing Kentucky Christian a little bit and bashing Lamar a little bit. But both of their punters averaged further yards per punt this weekend than than ours did. So take that with whatever grain of salt you want, but it doesn't matter what conference you're in. It punting is still the same, pretty much. And if our guy averaged thirty four point four, and then Kentucky Christian's guy added averaged thirty six point six, and Lamar's guy Tyler Sladen averaged forty five yards per punt, <laughs> then uh, that's bad news. That's bad news. <laughs> You average worse on your punting average than an NAIA team from and Kentucky. A, and a Lone Star Conference team. Yeah. All right, let, let's wrap this up. We're, we're, we're going a little bit long here. Matt Turney, Turney or at TurneyM77, Suvod is an alarming trend with stakes that people spending hundreds of dollars on because it's stylish. I would argue that it's not a replacement for grilling in any way. It's an alternative discuss i believe it's sous vide and i'm really not sure i had stop it get some help well i i had to ask my you had to go there you had to i did well i i didn't know you were going to read it i was going to read it because i had to look it up i didn't know how it was pronounced for sure but either way i think matt (laughs) man i can't even hear these I, i think matt has a point of i i only know one person who uses this technique, and I texted him before the podcast. He's a friend of mine who lives in California now, but he grew up around the same hometown I did, so I've known him for 30 years. Merkel? Yeah, just right down the road from Merkel. He's actually in a town. I had a great experience with Merkel this weekend, driving to Dallas. One, 
past the fine establishment of Jaguars. There is no Jaguars in Merkel. That's in Thai. Thank you very much. Whatever. On the way back, I-20 was completely shut down for an accident that was sitting in the median. Probably involved a tractor. It did not. No tractor? Mm-mm. Did you see... It was a pickup. Did you see Trent, Texas? Home of the gorillas. Home of the gorillas. That's where my friend's from, who who practices sous vide over there in California and swears Definitely by not it. vide. It's, it can't be vide. It is. It's French or something. That's that, Okay. It's French or something. So... But he swears by it. He really, he really likes it. They do steaks on it. Uh, they do ribeyes typically... He said sometimes he'll put like some butter and rosemary in. Oh, do you know what I had? I had to confirm what it was. Okay, so basically what it is. Yeah, if you're not familiar with this technique. Yeah, you put meat in a sealed plastic container bag. A bag, if you usually. will, basically. Yeah, a vacuum sealed bag, and then you put that into water, and it cooks it very slowly up to the exact temp that you want your steak to be and then you sear it on either side and serve it just sear it really quick so you do get some grilling yeah it's a reverse sear, and i think usually what he'll do is he has a cast iron skillet that he'll sear it on afterwards anyway i i I was going to kind of poo-poo it matt but this guy his name's rusty i've known him for like i said for 30 years he grew up his dad still does this when we go over to his dad's house uh back around trent he just pulls mesquite off off of their pasture and puts it in the smoker. So he grew up eating just mes- mesquite smoked whatever, and and he still really likes this method and and says it it really does well. So so I, I was I was I don't gonna, know about hundred dollar steak though. I, I think hundred dollar yeah, steak is where you draw the line. I would not do that. I, I still wouldn't do sous vide. You know, I, I think of the the method I've liked lately is I've seared him first really quickly and then smoked them for about an hour up to, you know, whatever temp you want to do. So I've, I've done that instead of the reverse sear method and have had some good luck. But so I'm, I'm just going to say, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the reverse sear. Um, I've, I've, and I've I was, enjoyed I was, that too. I was going to, like you said, I was going to poo poo it, <laughs> the, the sous vide, sous vide. Um, but then I thought, okay, well the way I do it is I bring it up to temp in the oven mm-hmm. and then I sear it. Um, that's not really all that different from the cooking process that that we just described with the sous vide. Right. Well, and he actually fed one to his dad, and his dad was impressed with the tenderness of it. I I read that they have I don't know if what if he has a certain machine or not. Kind of they have like an Instapot version yeah, for you, this. You need you need a certain cuz and it takes it like 2 hours to get the steak up to temp. So it's I mean, we're talking really low temp i don't know what type i mean is it is it at 150 degrees <laughs> so or, or something like that I'm, when, i don't even know when i do when i do steaks in the oven like that when, I, when going with for reverse here i will do it all i'll do it in the oven really slow i'll do it um just above the lowest setting on the oven like it's like 225 or whatever yeah and it will take a decent size steak 45 minutes to an hour to get to 120 degrees which is where i pull it off um because it will still it'll there will be a little bit of carryover cooking, and then, of course, you sear it. The thing I like, one, is you get the the medium rare all the way through instead of, right. like, like when you grill it or, or cook it on, like, a, a griddle, basically, you get, like, well done and, like, gradient to the middle <laughs> where it's right. the doneness you want. And then, like, 
the outside's still going to be kind of overcooked. I still so. think I would miss, and I asked him this too. I said, well, do you still miss some of the smoking or the grilling flavor? And he said, no, not really. So one myth that I want to do is I want to bring it up to temp in a smoker and smoke it that way and then and then uh, reverse sear it. I think that would be I've superb. Had, I've had really good luck with that, uh, but I've, I think I've enjoyed searing it first more. But, but searing it first more, I, I think it does tend to lean more towards that gradient that you're talking about. I have noticed that the steak still tastes great and there'll still be some pink or some red in there, but it's not wall to wall so much as if, if you as do a reverse, reverse sear. sear. Oh, yeah. it's so beautiful. Reverse okay. sear does a wall to wall. To get back to, to Matt's, I guess, point, it's not a replacement for grilling. I would agree. It's not a replacement. It's an alternative. It's a way to, it's another way of cooking a steak. As long as you're not going past medium, you're probably okay. Right. However you do it. And you've got to consider this. My my friend lives in California. Ugh. They don't have room and or I don't I mean, I don't know how a, you, you can't get a smoker out where he's at. So I, I, I think he's found the best alternative for him to make a delicious steak. And I, I bet it's great, but I'm still going to smoke mine as much as I possibly can. OK, so we definitely just got well, I, I say just I, I don't know why it just came up. Um, recent tweet you should see. It's a like a Twitter highlights from Khalil Tate fan account. <laughs> Someone just yelled dollar dogs to me on the concourse and buddy, you better believe I gave him a high five. <laughs> and then he responds to himself. I'm single for the next two weeks and have no idea what to do with myself. Please help me. <laughs> dollar dogs. Dollar it, all dogs. Comes, it all comes back to dollar dogs. All right. Last question from lifelong chiefs fan, which I think is a shot at most of us that are starting to follow the chiefs. I'm okay with that. Still skipping. What should I do with the rest of this pork shoulder? I've got in the freezer. The steak portion went to chili verde. I don't know why you would freeze meat like that. So you probably ruined it. Sorry no, about you. It's fine. It's fine. You can freeze meat. Good gosh. Uh, by the way, hello. Hello. Still skipping. I know that it's been a while that he was, um, he, he used to comment on STP quite a bit under the name skippable. Yeah, I recognize it. Oh, okay. All right. But you the, were just kind of saying the, it. Um, the, I, I didn't the know still if you skipping were was, was very nice. Like, oh, he's still there. Yeah, we're I good. like it. I, I'm really glad to have you back. All that to say, welcome back. This football season wasn't the same without you. Uh, I have an interesting. Well, okay. One of them's not interesting. One is there's always pulled pork. You can always throw it on the old smoker. I know. I mean, I I, I remember. I think seeing you make some posts about smoking and grilling in the past so i'm not gonna try to tell you how to make pulled pork because i'm pretty sure you you'd probably make it better than i do but there is another suggestion it's not smoking but it's a recipe that my wife and i just love and i think it's called mississippi pot roast something like that okay so my mom just made this this weekend was actually. it with the pepperoncinis yes and and like and like french sticks onion of soup. butter yeah Yes, except it wasn't pork roast. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, it's, I think shoulder. the recipe was, is for beef. Yeah, they, they were they were beef roasts and right. Yeah, we definitely had this this weekend. But and she's she made, made it. it. My wife's made it with with pork, and it's turned out excellent. And she'll put it on. Uh, you know, the sauce gets. It's really it's really a greasy sauce because there's a lot of butter. So the way that my mom kind of worked around that is she kind of used that sauce to make a gravy. So she she made like a roux. 
So she thickened it up that way and then poured that back on. Well, what what we like to she do... She also skimmed off a lot of that fat. Oh, that's nice. And what we like to do is make... Props, Mom. ...really, really messy sandwiches. So we'll get ciabatta buns, and uh, we'll have those... She'll toast those, and then we'll put this delicious pepperoncini butter pork mixture all on top of that, and then we'll eat it, and we'll just have grease running down our faces and just be happy children. So... That would be my suggestion if you want to try something a little bit different. It's not, not for the smoker. Oh, I'm, I talked all over that one. I have no, no idea what you did. We were just clapping. We were just applauding. Applaud, oh, okay. Applauding. <laughs> wow. You're... <laughs> Sorry. Applauding my what? My words? Your, uh, your, your, your recipe there. Oh, okay. But anyway, yeah. That, sandwiches. There that would be my suggestion is to, to give that a shot if you hadn't already. Okay, so I will probably not play with the soundboard as much going forward. We'll see. Let, let's wrap this up. Hot. Okay, you, you call it the hot new segment. It's not really that new anymore. Yeah, cord, I've just never deleted it. Cord cutters or cord cutting corner. Michael, how did the first week of college football go without a cable service? Flawless. It went quite flawless. No, I, 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 was, I, I was I was reaching for it. I was like, no, I shouldn't do he it. He was about to do a sound. I don't know what it was. Uh, it really went great. I signed up for Hulu Live at about 9 o'clock Saturday morning because <laughs> it was September, and I was trying to keep track of all my expenses month to month. I'm still within the first week, so I've got till the 8th to back out. But went with Hulu Live. It's been great. Uh, had no issues streaming the game. I think I'm a little behind, but from – my friend Adam, who uses Sling, I think that's common when you stream. You're a little bit behind the 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 live broadcast. Yeah, you, you, you did you did mention at one point in the game. You're like, oh wait, oh, hold on, but yeah, because in that Slack chat, I realized really quickly like these guys would start cussing about something, and then I was think I'd be thinking, man, we're no, we're doing okay, and oh oh, oh that's it, that's why, okay. As yeah, probably, they returned it. The, the, they returned it. Okay. The kick return. Oh yeah, because we we all just blew up there. Like, don't do that. Yeah, that was kind of my. It was a fourth and one. Oh no, it was like like the third and short. It was like okay or whatever it was, and they're like, good. We, we need to stop. I actually mentioned we need a turnover here, and I was like, yes, do that. And then Scotty Phillips, the the, the running back. Oh, the running back was Phillips. Broke for sure. off the sixty-five yard run, and then Brian's like, no, don't do that. Yeah, I, I saw the no, don't do that, and I thought, why don't we want a turnover? I don't understand. And then you saw the play. Yeah. So that was that's not really even a complaint, but it worked really well. What's kind of neat too, you get a ton of sports channels. I get the Big Ten channel. Uh, I get I think ESPN Goal Line. Um, See, and that's the thing that I, I was nervous about for switching over, which I, I probably will do uh, this upcoming spring when our Suddenlink bill goes like, oh, you're not a new customer anymore. Yeah, F yeah, you. Yeah, that's exactly what they're gonna do. So it was it's forty bucks. Yeah, I think I'm going to stick with it this this whole season, probably through basketball season two because it has the ESPN and Fox Sports channels and just a couple other interesting channels I didn't know, um, which may come in handy for basketball, at least for NBA basketball, because they have TNT East and West and TBS East and West. So there might be a couple of games I could watch that way. Uh, I did purchase a remote because the only way I can watch it or the only way we have it set up in the living room at the house is to use the Xbox One. And, you know, operating an Xbox One controller while trying to wrangle a 
not quite two-year-old is, is kind of tough. So I got the remote. So I added that into the cost. So that was as a $20 I spent this month on that. So you're still saving though. Still saving still money, man. Still saving it. Or the black. Um, yeah. So I'll definitely have to look into this a lot more when, when we're, it's coming time for us to, to cut the cord, move away from our crappy sudden link service. Well, it's not crappy. I don't have really any complaints besides um, price. Pr- yeah. It'll get really expensive. Okay, what what did we learn, Michael? You've got something on this list. I learned one thing this week. My mother-in-law came in town, and she's been hanging out with with us and our little one. And uh, the first day she was here, the ice cream truck just seemed to be circling our house. It just would not. It was everywhere. It, th- there's a, some construction going around our house, so it would just stop. And it got so loud at one point to where I was outside with my daughter, and we. It was just too loud, and we came inside. And so uh, since then, my mother-in-law got a little purse out and got some change in there so that her and, you know, her granddaughter can go outside and get some ice cream because we've never actually done that. So anyway, it was it was all – everyone was excited. Okay, that'll be a fun thing. Haven't heard from the ice cream truck <laughs> of course since not. Friday. He hasn't been by our house since Friday. Today is Tuesday. I'm kind of worried about him. I'm, I'm afraid. I'm afraid something's happened to the ice cream man. <laughs> so anybody who knows of an ice cream man that kind of uh, his his beat, I guess you could say, or his territory is in kind of southeast Lubbock. And if 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 you don't know where he is, then you may contact the authorities because I haven't seen him. So that's what I learned this week: is the ice cream man is never around when you need him. Did you learn anything this week? I learned if you try to take advantage of a cool overcast day and go to like the zoo, it's going to rain on you. <laughs> we went to the zoo yesterday, our last day in Dallas. We, we stopped at the Dallas Zoo Monday morning. My mom is having a lot of uh, renovations done around the house. She's replacing some flooring. So we need to get, be out of the house, be out of the way. We're like, great, we'll go to the zoo. My brother sister-in-law and their little girl were like, we're going to the zoo. You guys are welcome to come with us. We're like, yeah, great. Get there. Beautiful weather. It's a little muggy because, you know, it's Dallas. Yeah. Um, we're there like an hour and a half. We're, we were basically just like getting going and it just like dumps on us. And we're like, crap. Because we were, we were at like the wilds of Africa. We were, we're at the Dallas Zoo about to get to the lions, which is what the one thing Grayson wanted to see. And like we see, like we come over the hill. Here's all the exhibits. Starts pouring on us. And Grayson's of course having fun running around in the rain. All the animals like 180 and go back inside. We're like, oh man! Right as y'all were going up to the lions. Yeah. Oh, that is that's so we, disappointing. We, we missed out on that. We we. How, how did he take that? Was he? He was a little. Was he a little bummed? He was bummed, obviously. But he, I think it was better that it was raining and he was playing in it. He got soaked, which I mean, he he loved it. Kids love the rain. Yeah. So, so just just like the uh, the ice cream, I'll, I'm going to go back to this for a second. The the guys that spray paint the numbers on your curb also not to be found when you want them. Yeah, they just left. I don't even think they're from here. I think it's funny that you, how badly you got hosed on that. Oh, so hosed. And and I really thought I, I've been looking around a little bit more when they told me that they were gonna they weren't gonna do the fancy double T, and I thought it was gonna be the flat double T. And even then, I, I was convinced, oh, I'll be the only one who has that. No, there's like three people in my neighborhood who have <laughs> flat double T's. So even then, I would have just been duped either way. So they saw me coming, and it yeah. still looks awful. 
So yeah, still, uh, let us know if if you know anyone who paints curbs in Lubbock, uh, tweet us. Yeah, tweet us on the tweeter. I'm at lsrr07. Let me know. I'm at at punts suck. The show is at at twenty three personnel. Um, so yeah, be sure to tune back in Saturday afternoon for the instant reaction post game podcast. Michael and I will be recording that shortly after the game. I'll be at the game for a little bit. Um, For Michael, I'm Spencer. Thanks for joining us.